Hi, you're listening to the Raise the Vibe with Liz podcast. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. I interview today's inspirational speakers and healers. Thank you for listening to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raise the Vibe with Liz. I'm your host, Liz Peterson, and today I have Katie Kozlowski with me. She is a master energy coach, transformational powerhouse, and the creator of the Shakti Bomb Method, which works with sacred feminine energy in simple and relatable ways and teaches you how to become your own creative powerhouse. Having been through the journey herself from the heights to rock bottom and back again, she openly shares her unique stories and experiences as teaching tools alongside ancient wisdom and sacred teachings, and is widely known for accessibility, compassion, and joy, as well as her ability to make even the darkest journeys sound fun. Katie, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so excited to have you here today, and thank you to our mutual friend for introducing us yeah. so we can see your amazing program. You're going to be doing an immersion here in a couple weeks for everyone. So why don't you start by sharing a little bit about what got you to where you are today? What was your journey to today in creating this immersion program? Sure. Yeah. So um, the very truncated version of the story, <laughs> otherwise I'd be here for, uh, you know, we could do a whole mini series on it. Um, I grew up in... Um, uh, around a lot of alcoholism, suicide. Uh, my grandmother was in a coma, you know, so I grew up around a lot of trauma. And I wasn't really aware of how much I was affected by that trauma until I got older, as, you know, all of us, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was functioning, but I struggled all through my teen, my teenage years. I struggled in my 20s. And I was 29 years old and I um, had moved to New York City to be an actress and was struggling in that area. And it was just kind of like, on the surface, everything looked great. Um, but underneath it all, I was in a lot of trouble. Like I was um, battling depression. I was drinking too much. I was in abusive relationships. I was, um, you know, just really, really, really struggling to be happy. But I, I didn't actually know that I was struggling because I had kind of convinced myself that everything was okay. Um, and then when I was 29, I was walking home from work one night. I was working as a whiskey ambassador at the time, which meant I was in bars. And um, my boyfriend at the time, who was just awful, um, stood me up, didn't show up. And I was so devastated that I, I, I guess that would be um, a rock bottom moment because I, um, got hit by a taxi that night. And when I got hit by the taxi, it was, it was sort of an accident, but it was, I like to say, you know, I knew what I was doing and there was a secret part of me that wished that it would, I wanted it to hit me. Um, and so I got hit by this taxi and what, what happened was I was not hurt. Um, I wasn't dirty. I was, I got full on, I was going 35 miles an hour. I should have died. And I was standing in the street. Like I got hit. I was, I, I rolled in the hood of the car. I rolled in the street and then I was standing like on two feet and it didn't make sense. You know, like people saw it. No one really understood what happened, but I understood what happened and what, what, 
what, when I walked, I walked home that night. I mean, I got hit by a taxi. I walked home. And Uh when I got, when I was walking home, I, you know, I had this moment where I just started this new conversation with the universe and God. And I said, okay, you know, I, I hear you. I'm sorry. I know I'm not living life as if I matter. I'm not using my gifts. I'm not valuing myself. Um, and I'm sorry, please don't ever hit me with a car again. I don't want to, to live a life like this. And so that was the beginning of the realization of like, wow, everything's not okay. Um, and I, I need to make some changes. So that put me on the journey of the next 11 years. That was 11 years ago now, um, studying with masters, learning healing modalities, doing introspective work, um, really working to heal myself and also build this methodology. Um, I call it a methodology because it's a whole system that I put together of healing and transformation that comes from the feminine. So it's all about compassion, um, acceptance, expression, emotion, imagination. Um, And over the last 11 years, I've just been practicing it myself and eventually started teaching it. That's beautiful, Katie. Thanks. Great. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that with us. What were some of your experiences over that 11 years of healing? Oh, man. I mean, obviously a lot, right? So many different things. So I had a spiritual teacher, right? I, I chose a man, which is always fascinating because it's very interesting who you choose, when you choose, what you choose. And, you know, I, I chose this man who was a brilliant teacher and so much of what I teach I learned from him, but the one thing about him that I experienced was he wasn't very um, available. Like when I had, when I saw him work with other people, I saw his compassion and I loved that so much. And I knew I was looking for love. I was looking for love and acceptance, right? I was like looking for the compassion, but I didn't get it from him. I had this very sort of abrasive journey with him. And so that was part of what, something that I had to learn for myself was, you know, the difference between um, what a teacher can be for you and their responsibility um, and my own responsibility to heal. And I think that's one of the big reasons why I'm so adamant about the empowered healing and the empowered living and the empowered choices Mm -hmm. so that people don't get attached to their teacher or the modality or the story or, you know, cause I really struggled with that. Um, and that was probably the biggest thing was that I, I went through this journey where I was with my teacher for so many years devoted. I was a devotee. And then, um, I realized I had to take a step back and be on my own. And when I did that, then came the next layer of healing, which was the abandonment and the judgment and the fear of not being good enough. And, um, you know, being isolated from the community. And so I, I, I have seen so many different sides of healing that um, I think that's something that I'm, I cherish that I kind of took the time, like 11 years is a long time to really work on yourself, you know? And it really is a journey and kind of a, never ending journey because as we go through life and hit those different stages, we kind of spiral through that healing process. So how did you find that self-love for yourself and that healing? Right. And it is, you know, it's, it's, 
it is, it's totally, it is self-love. I think it's self-love and it's self, self-acceptance mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Um, when I, when I, I went through a stage, so I was with my teacher for quite some time. I spent a lot of money on my trainings, like $85,000 um, invested in myself and my business and my growth. I lived in New York City. Um, so there was a, there was a moment in time where basically I, you know, I felt I essentially felt like I was like, yes, this is it. I've done all the work and I've reached the top of the mountain and I'm doing great and I'm there, you know, and I was like just shy of what I thought was the top of the mountain, whatever that, you know, whatever that is. And then it, it's like someone pulled the rug out from underneath me because that was when um, I had this experience with my teacher that sort of broke that relationship. We broke up. I had a boyfriend and we broke up. I had a best friend. We broke up. I, um, was living in New York City, I left my apartment and moved home to my parents' house, which was what plummeted me into what I, what I, what I often call like the, the pits of despair, like just the hopeless, um, not even a dark night. I don't particularly love the term dark night of the soul, but it was the depths, right? It was like the depths of the depths of the depths. And that was where I realized, okay, I need to love i need to be able to love and accept myself here now in this dark sort of hopeless place that i've landed in you know i need to be able to be okay in this space and if i can love myself here i can love myself anywhere so you know that's one of the things that i discovered or rediscovered because i mean what so i'm not the first one to discover this but it's kind of like um one of the things I teach in my program is everything's, you know, we know as above, so below. So everything's a mirror image, which means that there's a pyramid and you're at the tippy top of the pyramid. If there's a mirror image, it means that there is a, there's a opposite journey and that's a downward spiral. And if you hit the pit of the bottom of the depths, you actually hit the top. So I was sitting in that and that was kind of where I realized, okay, for me to fully love myself and be this, whatever you, you know, whatever you want to call it, enlightened being or, uh, you know, spiritual leader or whatever, you know, however you want to call yourself embodied, I call myself a fully embodied being. Um, I found it in the dark places. Yeah. And that gave me the height that I wanted, if that makes sense. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. It's often in those, you know, difficult moments and those dark nights of the souls where we have the most spiritual growth. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, and that was one of the things where I, you know, because I teach the feminine, the, the feminine methodologies. Um, so many people have labeled the dark nights and the shadows. I mean, it has such scary names, mm -hmm. you know, it just sounds so bad. Hell and like, you know, like, oh, you're going through a dark night. And there's a lot of shame attached to it. Like when I would share with somebody and say, honestly, authentically, listen, I'm dealing with some really heavy stuff right now. And, and I'm not afraid to admit that I'm moving. I'm looking at my shame, my grief, my this, my that. I would openly share that. And then I would get these sort of like, oh, you're just in a dark night. Do you know what I mean? This sort of like condescending, like pat on the head. Aren't you cute in your dark night of the soul type thing? And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't think you understand the courage that it takes to walk through 
through the fire, walk through the dark, walk through the cave. Because yeah. we all say we're doing it, but we're not actually doing it. And then when you do it, do it, you're like, whoa, this is so foreign to me that I didn't even know. Like, I didn't even know that those places in me existed. But the deeper I went, the more power, you know, that's, again, it's why I teach, I teach, I teach this journey. My whole program is built on a, um, a, the heroine's journey. And it's about leading you into the cave, taking you through it on purpose. Because I didn't realize that it was in those moments where I found my courage, where I found my love. Like I, the, the, the love, the unshakable love that's like, listen, I will love you no matter what. I didn't find that, you know, at a spiritual retreat, dancing, you know, dancing to happy music and, you know, waving my arms and, and doing all the stuff that you have. It's beautiful, beautiful experiences in those types of places. Mm -hmm. But the things that really, where I learned the type of woman I am and the type of teacher I am, um, and the, what, what is available for healing and transformation, you know, I learned that on my own, yeah. sort of sitting there, sad, hurt, you know? Yeah. Um, and there was no teacher at that point to pick me up off the ground. I felt like he kind of took his hands off and said, all right, you want to be really empowered? This is, this one's all you. I'm not, I'm not picking you up. You get up, you know, but powerful. Yeah. I hear where you actually went deep inside and found your strength and courage and was mm -hmm. able to heal from that space, that right. empowered. Yes. Awesome. Exactly. So how do you empower women to find freedom from their past and their pain in your program? So as I just said, I built this program, um, I built it on purpose based on the heroine's journey because the heroine's journey, um, if you, if you know anything about the goddesses, you know that so many of them traveled through the underworld on purpose, right? Like they went actively seeking their truth or sometimes, um, not on purpose. They were snatched or, um, they were, you know, buried or they were put in a cave or, but, but somehow, so many of the goddesses um, ended up in very dark places, mm -hmm. like the caves being buried, you know, the Vestal Virgins, um, Persephone. So I looked at that and I realized that um, I believe that most of us are stuck somewhere in, in that cave or in that, that's where the wounding um, sort of like where the wounding keeps us. Mm -hmm. So I realized that in order for me to help you actually change your story or um, heal from the past, right? And rewrite your, you know, rewrite your, your traumas and things like that. I had to build a program that systematically takes you through the process of breaking down your own journey and guiding you from the top down into the bottom where you're actually sort of where you're stuck, where you're wounded, your dark night, right? Or whatever you want to call it, your shadows. And then guiding you back out the other side. Because what happens is most people do sort of like a half moon thing where they go like up, down, up, down. You know what I mean? And yeah. so you're up and you're down and you're up and you're down. 
And, but that creates this kind of yo-yo effect and there's no real transformation. So when I built the program, I built it consciously with this um, full circle, full cycle, so that you can take yourself from the top down to the bottom and break everything apart and then rebuild so that when you come back, you're bringing you're not bringing anything old with you. It's all new stuff. So that you're rebuilding your nervous system. You're rebuilding your cellular memory. You're actually changing everything. But we do it by, by going purposely through the tough stuff. So I've created it to kind of gently guide you there without... Um, without leaving you on your own. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I think that that was something that was always really scary for me was the idea of what my, what I experienced where it was like, okay, I felt like I had a teacher and I trusted this person. And then they took me to the scariest parts. And then they were like, sorry, <laughs> this part you have to figure out on your own. And that's valid and it's true. But I wanted to be sure that I could facilitate it so that there was something that could take you back home where you didn't feel like you were abandoned or hurt or manipulated in any way. It was, that's, that's the empowerment. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can choose. If you choose to move through your stuff, you'll never be disempowered to your pain because you're consciously saying, I'm going to look at this. I'm going to look at this. I'm going to look at this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you're offering that support along with carrying through, you know, a person through that ancient wisdom. And I love how you're using that and using the metaphor, you know, that's so obvious in those stories. Yes, it is. And that was something that, you know, at first I was a little bit like, oh, I don't really know if women want to do this type of work. Like, do women want to play in, um, mythology like that like do they want to envision themselves as mythic goddesses do they want to play with the elements do they want you know and i'm sh i was shocked because i built into the program a specific um a couple specific exercises where i ask you to create your own avatar so your own basic your own ultimate goddess so you can pull I want strength, I want confidence, I want wisdom, you know, so you can create, like you mix and match and create the goddess of your dreams, right? The, the person that you want to be. And in, in doing that, you do like a, um, it's really fun. You do like a photo, sort of like a vision board. So you put together, you know, images and stories and things like that. And then you actually write your myth, you write your fairy tale. and then you have a name and you come up with a name. So um, like one, she just, she, from the past cycle, one woman was Hestia, transformer of shame. Um, uh, one was Bailey of the wildflowers. I mean, they just create something that speaks from their soul. And then you have this energetic imprint of your ultimate self. So it's really fun because it's like, we're working with the, mythology and we're working with the consciousness of all of these goddesses mm -hmm. but again we're not we're not reinventing the wheel saying okay we're just gonna keep what we've got because the goddesses themselves went through trauma too so we're updating 
as we go. And I just think it's really fascinating because when I started doing this, um, I didn't know if they would like that. And across the board, when I ask women, what was your favorite part? They all say that. They all love the stories and the goddesses and things like that. And I love that because that's the creativity and the expression. You know, it's fun to like build something for yourself instead of being told this is, you know, because so many people do those um, diagnostics and this is your archetype. They tell you who you are. And this is the opposite of that. It's like, I'm not telling you who you are. You choose who you want to be. And I'll teach you how to build it and be it instead of being stuck in some label that someone else wants to tell you, well, you're the lover, you're the this, you're the that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, you create it, which is fun. Gosh, that is fun. What a great exercise. And it really empowers women to own their journey, to take ownership of who they are and then be able to create or co-create for themselves really what they want their life to look for, you know, look like. You know, I think women for so long have just handed over our power. You know, we've handed over our power. And it's nice to be to take ownership of ourselves again. Right. Right. And, you know, it's like one of those things where people kept coming back to me and when I would go to readings, you know, like because I I go to astrologers and readings. I get readings, too. And every time I would go, they would say the same stuff. They're like, it's sovereignty. It's choosing yourself. It's um, healing all of these goddesses, healing Vesta, healing Sedna, healing Lilith. And there's all these um, really remarkably strong women that were so hurt because they were disempowered. They were um, basically told who they had to be instead of said, who do you want to be? You know, and, and it is really interesting because I think that I look at my journey as because I started as an actress and I often didn't like the fact that people were trying to tell me who to be. Do you know what I mean? It's like people were trying to tell me who I am and I didn't like that because they wanted me, oh, you're the prostitute, right? Like they typecast me. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so adamant. Don't let anybody tell you what your archetype is. Make your own because my archetype was the the holy prostitute. That was mine, you know? And I was like, well, I don't really like, like that. I don't really want to be a sex object anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to be seen for my intelligence, my creativity, you know, like I, it's, I'm, I'm so over all of these things of, well, you look like this, or this is who, this is your story. And so this is who you have to be in this lifetime. And it was like, no, I don't think that we have to do that anymore. I think we're allowed to choose now. It's like, choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. And so by doing this, it allows you to go from whatever sort of story you were born into and just literally write a new consciousness for yourself and change, not just change, you know, like the way you feel, but on a bigger picture, it does change a lot because it's changing, it's changing the cycle. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you don't have to live the suffering anymore. Like you don't have to keep Cause that's what I felt like. I kept getting abandoned. I kept getting used. I kept getting mistreated. I kept getting assaulted. I kept getting hit. I kept getting hurt. And it was like, that was my thing. 
was I kept opening myself up and then slam and open myself up and slam, you know, and that's when I went, okay, I'm not really feeling this getting beaten up thing anymore. And the taxi, obviously, I mean, like that's very clear getting hit by a car is a very physical manifestation of being hit. Um, And then even my teacher, because he was very um, abrasive with me. He was very sort of emotionally, yeah. I don't want to say violent, but it felt, it felt like he assaulted me emotionally. Um, and I know that in, in certain stories and lineages, that's the way, that's what teachers did, right? That's what they did. They trigger your stuff. But well, again, that's where I come back to this feminine methodology. It's like, you don't have to have someone like punch you just to get you to wake up, right? Someone could, the feminine has the ability to just kind of illuminate and say, hey, I see this thing in you. Would you like to change this? Yeah. And it's so from a compassionate space. Yes, exactly. And very it's much like, taking the shame out of it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's so much of what I've been trying to sort of crack the code for the last 11 years. What is this? What is this? What is, like, why is this working? What, what is going on here? And I'm not the only embodiment of feminine wisdom on the planet, you know, like there's so many of us, but I think that one of the things that's confusing is that because we don't know what it looks like or what it is, we all just kind of float around. We're a little bit more nebulous and it, it doesn't allow us to see the value in being who we are. Do you know what I mean? Cause I think I struggled for a long time because I had the compassion and the open heart and all that, but I was like, but so what? There's, what's the value in that when you live in a world where you have to be um, a tough broad to get, to get by? So, you know, like I think that that was where I was like, I'm just really confused here because can I be a compassionate, strong woman that nobody messes with but is also loving and kind? Or do I have to be a bitch? Do you know, like I just, or do I just be sweet and everyone kicks the crap out of me? Like, where's the middle ground? And that's why I call it fiercely feminine because it's, it's that balanced feminine, which is like, I am strong. I am here. I have boundaries. You do not mess with me Mm -hmm. because I deserve respect. And, and it's, and and it's so different than like, I don't, don't mess. Do you know what I mean? Like the energy, it's like confidence. It's the compassion. It's. I think it's what we've been looking for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So often you see, you know, this meek woman that doesn't want to speak up and is going with the flow and what is happening to her. And then you have the opposite, the very yang, you know, from the yin who feels like, okay, I need to force this and push my way, you know, to be heard and to be seen and to do this, that together, but coming into balance and bringing those two, that yin and that yang together you know, being that fierce feminine, that's beautiful. Yeah. 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 You know, I, and it is that, and I think it's just sort of like, I think we always thought like it was feminine versus masculine, Mm -hmm. but when you bring it into, when you, when you bring, bring it into balance like that, they just kind of mirror each other. And it's interesting because I spent, I was one of those women that was like, you know, I was almost like a nun because I, after the last guy that I dated, I didn't even, um, 
you know, like I didn't date, I didn't have sex. Like I did nothing for so long. And I really kind of struggled with the whole thing because I just couldn't quite figure, I couldn't place myself in um, relationships or healthy, like I just couldn't quite figure it out. And I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of took a step back was I realized, okay, I need to figure out how I want to be balanced before I add in um, a partner again, because I need to know what, what it is for me to be a fully embodied person with light and dark, with feminine and masculine, um, fiercely feminine, whatever that looks like um, for me. And then I can go back to relationships and I, and just this, um, just this, I'm like March, not March, but well, that's when COVID started, but um, just August, I, I met this man and, and, you know, we hit it off really wonderfully, very quickly, but I noticed right away that in him, I mean, he said all of the things that I always wanted a man to say or how to treat me. Um, I respect you. You know, I, I love what you stand for. I, I know I don't own you, but I want you to be mine as in like, I want to be with you and just with you. So I don't own you, but I wish to have you fully committed to me. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, this is so phenomenal because I was someone that always, I, I struggled so much with relationships, business relationships, client relationships, um, teacher relationships, man, with men especially. And now here's this man and he is so balanced in his expression too that that's just one of the beautiful layers of it is like when you get it within yourself it doesn't mean i think this is something that's that that's like a con ongoing conversation is it's not about you know that independent woman that doesn't need a man because i was like that oh i don't need a man and then like eventually i came around to like well i'm kind of lonely you know i don't want to be alone forever I think I do need, I like being loved and supported. What's wrong with that? No shame. No shame. <laughs> Not in that. No, and after doing the work and working on yourself, what you will attract is that co-partner. Right. You know, more of a partner, not power over. Yes. Type of a situation. Yes. And it's amazing because... I mean, it really is, that's what it's like. And I, and I never have that. And even things like, you know, we talk about silly things and, and well, they're not silly, but so, you know, he'll say like, I really want, you know, I, if, you know, if we were to live together, I like, um, I always wanted one of those four poster beds with the, um, you know, like the sheer fabric hanging over it. And I'm like, what? That is such a girly bed. That is so girly. And he's like, well, you know, I, um, I know I'm real. And he's really, he's like six two, um, like does contracting work, like mm -hmm. super duper masculine man, um, drives a big truck and stuff. And I'm like, you want a fairy bed? It's romantic. I know, but I thought, wow, that's so great because that's so like, I always want, I, I love stuff like that. I mean, you, my bedroom is pink and purple and silver and gold and you know like 
to just have him say, well, I'm very masculine, but I do like soft things. So I like it sounds things. like you've attracted someone who is also balanced. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And it's, that's why I, I think it's just so amazing to start to think about this. Um, you know, I, I, I talk about the feminine, but it's not that feminine um, flowery. Do you know what I mean? It is very much the, um, the balanced, the balanced relationships. And the more I do this work, the more I see that that's where I've been going all along with this is we're looking for balance. We're not, when I take some, again, when I take someone through a program, that's why I take them through the full circle and make sure that we fully integrate and bring you all the way back home because I want to be sure that you get the healing and you're integrated and you embody it so that you know who you are so that you're not the, because the feminine is a danger a lot of times of, I know because I was that where it was all like flighty and afraid of committing and afraid of getting trapped and afraid of getting hurt and afraid of being betrayed. Do you know what I mean? So I would do a lot of, um, I, 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 I chose situations that were hurtful and non-committal on purpose because I was afraid of getting trapped or caught. So I had this unhealthy feminine cause that's the feminine, you know, the flirty, the, this, the, that I was so, of that nature. And so I was disempowered because I was always in relationships with men who would use me and then throw me away because I didn't ask for respect. I didn't ask for any of that. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because I didn't love myself. It was because I think it was because I was afraid of ending up hurt again. But so I did this weird, this weird dance thing. And then once I got myself to a place of balance, all of a sudden, like commitment is cool. You know, like honesty is cool. Simplicity is cool. Ease is cool. Mm -hmm. Speaking up for yourself is cool. And it's not like it hasn't been all like sunshine and roses. We had some very difficult conversations at the beginning of our relationship on um, like really challenging stuff. And I got really, you know, I was very firm and I said, look, these are non-negotiables for me and either you get this or you don't. And if you don't, then I guess we're, you know, we're not going to work out. And much to my, like, I was ready for him to be like, yeah, no, mm -hmm. I'm out. And he, no, he didn't. He said, you know what? I, I am choosing you. I'm choosing, I'm choosing you. I'm not choosing that thing that I believe in, I'm going to change my belief. I'm willing to actually see your side. Um, I'm willing to see what you're saying and, and appreciate it. And then eventually he came around to saying, you know what? I thought about what you said. And I actually think you were right. You were right. And thank you for opening my eyes to something that I didn't know. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware of. So thank you for changing this for me. So, um, you know, it's, it's, so it's, it's more about, it's about the healthy functioning, mm -hmm. the ability to communicate, you know, like those are the kinds of changes, um, that are the big shifts that I see in the women that go through the program. And even within myself is like, wow, in the past, I would have said nothing and I would have ended up very hurt and I might've ended up in a dangerous, I might've ended up in a dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, 
I, it's, I'm kind of being vague about it, and there's really no reason. Our, our disagreement was around um, sexual protection, right? So basically, like, condoms, no condoms type yeah. stuff, right? And I mean, we're all adults here. We can talk about sex. But, um, you know, and I was like, hey, listen, if we don't do this thing, there could be a baby, and then I have to handle the fact that there is a baby and I don't want to go through the emotional fear of having to be afraid that there could be a baby or um, God forbid there is a baby having to go through the anguish of making a choice, whether I want to keep that baby or not. And I said, this is the kind of stuff that comes with this responsibility. I don't want to go through any of that emotional labor. So please don't put me in that position. And the reason why it's important is because when I was younger, I was in a very similar situation and I didn't say anything. Do you know what I mean? I just zipped my lips and was like, I hate this. I hate this. I want out of this. Please God, get me out of here. Right. And I didn't say anything. So like, that's why this is so important and crucial to kind of understanding the value because you see how it changed the story. Because when I was 15, I ended up sexually assaulted because I didn't speak up. And I didn't say no. Do you know what I mean? I didn't think I had a choice. And this time I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I am a 40-year-old woman. I am empowered. I know my self-worth and I know what I'm willing to do and not do. And I'm going to, I'm going to speak up and I'm going to explain, not angrily, but just very clearly, this is why I need you to do this. Yeah. Beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Owning and your voice. No, it's owning your voice, having a voice, setting clear boundaries, knowing your yeses and your right. noes, and then seeking mutual respect. Right. That's beautiful. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you think about it, that cha it changes everything yes. because it takes away the stress, the fear. Um, so many of us have anxiety around the fact that we might end up in a situation where we have to stand up for ourselves. So we stay shut down mm -hmm. because we don't want to ever end up in a hurtful situation again. Right. So we just don't open up. Yeah. We want people we, to love us. Right. You know, and so we're you don't have, yeah. You don't have the skills. Um, and that's, a, you know, that's a big change. It's huge. And it's amazing when you go through it. I personally went through a similar transformation. Yeah. So I applaud you. I applaud you taking this program to women. Thank you. So, let, so your method is called the Shakti Bomb Method. So is there yes. anything else that we need to know about that method? You know that you're working with women? Um, so the 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 basic gist of it is, so I built this, this methodology, I built this system um, to work on multiple levels at once. So it will target emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual all in one. So yeah. you can address, you know, all of those issues with this system, which is really great. Um, the other thing is it works mind, so it works mind, body, soul too. So when I'm working with you and when I'm either doing one-on-one -on -one sessions or I'm taking you through meditations or um, even teaching, I specifically built it so that it would help you um, rewire your brain. So we're, do we're talking neuroplasticity, right? Changing the processing in your brain while also clearing the cellular memories from your body 
and helping you make shifts on all these levels at once. Again, because for you to change something, it's not just in your head and it's not just in your body, right? It's like a full mm -hmm. transformation. And I think that one of the things that I noticed was that a lot of times people do uh, get a healing because this used to happen to me at first, right? I would go to a healer. Um, I would experience the healing. I would be like, wow, that was amazing. I feel so much better. Thank you. And then I would leave, mm -hmm. you know, and then I'd be like, well, I don't really know what happened and I don't really know what they did. So like, um, I know, I don't really know like how to explain it or, I don't know if it's really going to work. And then the brain's like, yeah, I don't really get this. I don't understand it. Therefore, I can't believe it. I can't hold on to it. And the healing kind of gets undone. Right. So when you're experiencing Shakti Bomb, you are getting a step-by-step -step process that you can repeat every single day to help train your system to hold on to the changes so that your brain understands it your body understands it so you can actually remember it and hold the changes you know because sometimes you experience a healing it feels great but then two days later it's gone and you're like i don't know why i had it now i don't have it so that's something that's very different about this and the other thing that's really wonderful is that it's pretty much um it's very custom designed meaning the healing is guided by me, facilitated by me, or by um, if, if someone was trained in this, right, the, the healer. But the actual subconscious, your subconscious, is the one guiding you. So it's, it's pretty much, you know, I'm, I'm not telling you what to see. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm asking you to tell me what you see and what you want to do and then teaching you how to take what you see and what you want to do and create your own healing. So it's led by me, but it's facilitated by you. And again, it just helps your body hold on to the changes at a deeper level because it's coming from you, not me, right? Like when someone, like you're hearing my theme here, like when someone tells you who you are, like, I don't like, I don't, I don't like it, right? Don't tell me that I was raped. Don't tell me that I'm a victim. Don't tell me that my trauma is my problem. Like I've heard all this stuff, right? Everyone loves to tell everybody what's wrong with them. And I'm always like, get out of here. Don't tell me, don't tell me who I am. Let me discover it. And again, it's like, if you discover it for yourself, your subconscious is like, yes, cool. I think I'm a prostitute. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you're like, wow. I just discovered this thing about myself and it's so amazing that I feel really good about the fact that I found it and I'm going to change it and I want to talk about it and I want to heal it as opposed to someone sitting down and saying, Hey, listen, your trauma is a problem for you. Do you know when I've experienced that and it never feels good and it's like, get out of here. Don't yeah. tell me what to do. Yeah. I love that you're self empowering the participants that they're able to walk through their own journey to gain the strength, to be able to learn what their patterns are, possibly what their um, stuck energy is, their hidden trauma, their limiting beliefs. And then by working with that, they're able to build up their energy to be able to hold on to the healing 
you know, longer. Exactly. That's exactly it. Mm -hmm. I love that process. (laughs) Personally went through a similar process, you know, through the schooling that I did for the healing work that I do and love working with clients to be able to walk them through their process and uncovering, you know, these similar things and then helping people work. So then their energy systems can hold it for much longer, you know, it's, you know, awareness and working through it and observing it, healing it and being able to, you know, just gently pull off the layers, you know, and they're doing it on their own. Exactly. That's exactly it. I mean, the gent, you've said a couple of my favorite words, gently, right? I love gentle healing. Mm -hmm. Um, And on your own, the discovery, you know, all of that, I think because I had a chance to kind of witness the different ways and, you know, different strokes for different folks, right? And some people will do really well with that type of stuff. But for me, I was like, you know what? I would rather have someone lovingly show me my stuff and say, hey, like, you know, it's kind of like, like grandma, grandpa, right? Like, would you want your grandma who like makes you soup and reads you stories and, I mean, and some people have grandfathers like that too. So it's not like, you know, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's like, usually your grandma is the one that's like, let's make cookies. Let's like be sweet. And, um, or at least my, one of my grandmothers was, and then the grandfathers were always like, give me my martini. Like I just got, you know, like they were just like, again, this is my, my experience of grandma and grandpa, not everybody's experience. As I'm saying it, I'm like, wait a minute, not everyone's grandma and grandpa are like this. What are you talking about? But if you were me, it was just kind of that thing of like, which would you rather have the nurturing sort of kind, loving energy that makes you feel good about yourself Mm-hmm. and helps you feel safe or the one that's a little bit more like aggressive and um, like a coach, a football coach or a, you know what I mean? Like, and it makes sense to the reason why it's called Shakti bomb is because Shakti is feminine. And so Shakti is powerful, right? It's yeah. creative life force energy. It's strong. It's direct. It's forceful. Um, very potent in its power but it's the creative side of it. So it's more fluid and it's a little bit more expressive and free to allow you to experience what you need to experience. Whereas the masculine is that Shiva, which is like, you know, my teacher was a Shiva teacher. So he was like, like, I'm going to blow you up, you know? And you're like, no, don't please don't blow me up. So the being beaten up, like Shiva, I don't need you to like whack me one more time. I will gently open. Don't smash me anymore. You know, like don't smash me. There's a time and a place for the hammer, but it's much nicer to go through the Shakti process. Yes. So that divine, that fiercely feminine, they can, you as a teacher can point it out, but not be, you know, destructive about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very seldom. You know, I don't, I don't get the hammer out. Like you said, like, and I remember, I, so I had, um, after m- my experience with that, with my male teacher, I went, there was a woman that I went to for some sessions and she is the sh- more Shakti, more nurturing. And, um, you know, and, and she kind of said that she was like, well, you know, like, which, which would you like? 
And I all, I felt like her approach was much more like, okay, I'm a, I'm a lump of clay and I'm sculpting myself and I'm gently doing this and, and it, it, there's still pressure and there's still work, but it's not that like, you know, whereas he used to say like, I'm a bowl smasher. I'm a, you know, like his language was aggressive because that's what Shiva, that's what Shiva does. The smashing, the breaking, you know, breaking someone down to build them up. And I was just like, okay, I, I don't, I, I've done that. I think mm -hmm. so many lifetimes where I always ended up kind of like broken down somehow, beaten up somehow. And I'm like, mm, there is another way. And I think that there are more of us that are ready to choose this other, this other path that maybe hasn't been as popular for quite some time because it just wasn't as prominent. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's bringing that divine feminine back in. And well, how great that you could actually experience that though, that you mm -hmm. could learn from that experience and be able to take that into your own practice and be like, I don't want that. Right. And I don't want to be that for my clients. Right. Oh, no. Well, and you know, I also... Yeah, I mean, I no, you don't want that. I didn't want that. Yeah, you were saying, go ahead. Oh, I, I have no idea now. It's gone, come and gone. I think what I was saying was mostly just like, yeah, it's um, not only did I not want it, but I, 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 I felt like <sighs> you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Although it's not vinegar, it's like gasoline <laughs> but do you know what I mean yeah. and it comes back to that whole thing of like me not understanding the value of being the compassionate you know because I've, I've always often thought like when you look at um, so many of the feminine archetypes a lot of them are very misunderstood because you know sometimes I, I will um, channel the frustration of the of the female archetypes and mm -hmm. you know I'll, I'll be like you know chatting with Quan Yin and she'll be like, I'm not a doormat. Like I, I did not sign up to be the compassionate one that takes on the suffering for everyone else and just lays here like a doormat. I'm getting up and I'm ready to speak about something new. So I think that that's where the archetypes, the creating your own archetype gets so exciting because it's like, listen, you can have the loving, compassionate, side of Quan Yin and you can have that a healthy embodiment of that but you can also have you know the fire and the strength of um Shakti or uh you know sometimes I'll go off into the Egyptian goddesses or you know the Tibetan goddesses there's so many different they're all very much the same but the just the different flavors yes and so you can bring it into balance and you don't have to be that um, unhealthy version of Kuan Yin, which is what I was, where I was so compassionate, but like everybody was taking a dump on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the people. Lipping their feet on me. You know, and I'm like, hey. Yeah. This stinks. Enough. <laughs> Enough. I don't want to be, I want to be equal, you know, equal within ourselves. The equal within ourselves is the beautiful thing because then you can have the equal, the, the relationships with the clients, with the, with the, you know, with a man, with a woman, romantically, whatever that you're looking for and have a healthy, respectful relationship. But I just think that so many of us don't understand mm -hmm. 
what that looks like because we just haven't, you know, we didn't know it existed. And it starts in here. Mm-hmm. And it's relearning. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why it's an immersion program and why it's like step by step, bit by bit, because I need to help you relearn, you know, break down all the old stuff, help you identify, okay, I'm, I'm doing this, 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 and this. These are the things that I'm doing that are causing me pain. I'm going to get rid of these and I'm going to start doing this, 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 and this instead. And so you are just changing your, your behaviors. You're changing your processing. You're changing your emotions. You're changing your reactions by virtue of actually identifying what are the things that you've been doing that have been causing you pain, you know? Right. Awesome. What can women expect when they join your Fiercely Feminine Immersion Program, which starts October 19th, everyone? That starts October 19th. So, um... It is, I, it's a very high touch program. Most people go through the program and they're like, I can't believe how much support I'm getting. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? I built it um, to have that level of support so that you get, you get um, four private sessions with me, which is in itself really valuable because that's where we pick through the more intense stuff. And I can help you with the um, in-depth processing and helping you clear the traumas and things like that. And then you have the eight group classes and the, the um, community of women always turns out to be supportive, um, sisterhood, these, you know, by the time we're done with, you know, we finish with the eighth class and then they're like, well, we want to meet, we still want to meet every, every Tuesday. We want to keep getting together, you know, and I go, oh, well, I wish that I could keep getting together with you for free, but I can't. So, you know, when the program is done, I'm in the process of building a, um, you know, a, a certification program for Shakti Bomb and then a membership. So there are other, you know, it trickles into other things, but this program itself is, is really like nothing else out there on the marketplace right now because of the fact that I am so present and my, my Voxer, right? Voxer is like a walkie talkie, mm -hmm. um, which means my office hours um, mm -hmm. are available Monday through Friday, you know, uh, 10 to six, meaning when stuff's coming up for you, I, 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 unlike a lot of coaches or a lot of um, people out there that are like, don't message me unless it's important. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, tell me everything. Tell me anything you want. No, don't, no, okay. Don't tell me everything. But listen, <laughs> if something comes up and you're excited about it, tell me. If you're struggling with something, tell me. Don't keep it in. Don't do it yourself. Don't think you're bothering me. You're not bothering me. You know, just send me a message and I will get back to you and I will help you process it. I will help you clear it. I will tell you what to do so that you can heal it fully. So that means I'm not going to leave you hanging and I'm not going to like trigger you and say like, oh, we just found that big wound. Now your job is to go journal about it for a week. It don't come back to me until next week. It's like, no in the moment, this is real time healing. So I think that's the biggest thing is that you can expect to get, um, a lot of support more than, um, that you might even realize that you needed. Um, mm -hmm. and because of that, the transformations are so rapid and so fast. Most people, most women that go through the program, I get the same feedback every single time. This is the best investment I ever made in myself. 
This is the best, you know, this is the best program I've ever done. And some of them have done a lot of programs out there. And the reason why is because of the fact that I make sure that you get it. Yeah. You know, I'm not just like, well, this is my method and too bad. It's like, okay. Like I had one woman, she couldn't, she wasn't very visual. So when we would do uh, guided meditation, she couldn't see stuff. Right. So she would go to other people's programs and she couldn't see and they would be like, well, um, there's something wrong. Like you should be able to see. And when, when I worked with her, I said, okay, you're not a seer. You're not a seer right now. That's okay. I'm going to teach you how to feel your way through these meditations. So, you know, stuff like that. It's like other people would just say, oh, I'm sorry, I guess my stuff doesn't work for you. And I'm like, no, you have a different kind of processor and I'm going to show you how to work with your energy. Nice. You can do it. It just, you do it in a different way. So, you know, so that's the, that's the personal side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meeting your clients where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And midwifing them through, it feels exactly. like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful, Katie. And tell us all about when does it start? How long? So yep. It starts October 19th um, and it's an eight week program. So it will run eight consecutive weeks. We meet on Tuesday nights and um, 8 p.m. Eastern. The classes are recorded. If for some reason you couldn't do it live, Mm -hmm. um, you can always watch the replays. um, And that's pretty much it. So the the one-on-ones are scheduled on your own time. Um, You know, you do typically like one at the beginning, one four weeks in, one six weeks in, one eight, eight, eight weeks in. So you get, you know, support throughout. Um, and that's really it. It's really quite simple. Um, and then by the time you're done, you've got this beautiful archetype that you've built your goddess archetype, your energy, and you graduate with that. You get a diploma, you get a certificate. I just ordered the certificates today for the last cycle. (laughs) That's awesome. How many people have been keeping me? Hmm? How do people reach you? How to reach? I'm like, what? How to reach me? So the best, the best way to um, contact me, I am on Instagram um, all the time. My DM box is always open. My handle is at I am Katie Kozlowski. Um, my website is katiekozlowski.com. The way you spell my name, because I've been told it's difficult, is K A T I E. K-O-Z-L-O-W-S-K-I, just like it sounds. Um, you could go to the website and there's some free gifts there. There's a, a button to book a call. There's information about this program. So you can find everything you're looking for there or you are more than welcome to um, find me on Instagram and just shoot me a DM and say, hey, I heard you. I'm interested in the program or I have a question and I will get back to you. Awesome. And is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with today? You know, I used to say all this flowery stuff. And I think that the, the most important thing really, like if I've learned one thing, that the most important thing is, is it really is about being human. Like I really think that we're in the age of humanity. So you don't have to be afraid of the fact that there's some stuff in your life that might've hurt you, you know, or that you're not perfect or that you're not like all light, right? So many of us were light workers and we're like, but I have a lot of darkness in me. Does that make me bad? Um, Where I sit, that makes you human. And the more human you are, um, the more good work we can do in this world. So I'm in the business of being human 
and I encourage you to open up to your human side more and more. And when you do, you will be amazed at how things change. It's just wonderful. Great. That's awesome. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for doing the work. It is Thank so you. needed, you know, in the past needed, definitely needed right now. That divine feminine is rising. And it's so awesome that you're doing the work for so many women. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Great. And thank you everyone for joining me again. This is Liz Peterson at Raise the Vibe with Liz. Have a great day, everybody. Remember to get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's show on Raise the Vibe with Liz. If you like this content and want to support me, please go to Patreon at Raise the Vibe with Liz or click the link in the description of this show. And remember, change starts with you. So get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you, everyone.